San Francisco and Beyond's Underground Comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Oh, meow, everybody, everybody is one tonight. Meow, meow, in and out of sight. Got the comedians here to tell jokes. Gonna tell all the jokes to the folks, yeah. Hey everybody, you're tuned in to the Joke Workshop. It's 6 o'clock. It's Monday night. Yes! Yes, we have comedians here. Yes, they want to do their new material for you. That's absolutely true. Uh, Right now, we're going to keep listening to Ace the Rapper. Uh, while I figure out what's going on with this list And I figure out what's going on with this microphone We got plenty of time everybody It's Monday night, it's Joke Workshop Strap in, have a lot of great new comedians for you I'm your host Pam Benjamin Keep listening to Ace the Rapper uh, He sent me a CD from Oakland You could send me your CD too Are you a person that makes music? Send it in to Mutiny Radio At 278121st Street What's our thing? 91140 uh, and uh, we'll play your uh, whatever you got. We'll play it. We don't care. Keep listening to Ace to Rapper. We're going to be right back with Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. Right, we're chilling out here at the Joke Workshop, uh, MutinyRadio.fm, good times. Uh, I should let you guys know out there that I actually performed this weekend as a host at a nudist colony. Yes, I was on stage naked the whole time, and I didn't even feel objectified once. It was so weird. I didn't shave anything. I wasn't wearing any makeup, and my sad, sappy triangles and my uh, my hair skirt made it so that no one could look at my vagina. I had a really good time. It was a lot of fun. 
Uh, I'm going to try to make up jokes about that someday. <laughs> Seriously, performing naked is like a thing. It's, um, I hope it doesn't become a thing for everyone because, wow, is it is it weird. And uh, liberating, it, it almost, I felt more comfortable on stage as if my nudity was an outfit. And while I was off stage sitting in my chair, I felt like I was naked. But on stage, no big deal because... Nudity is a costume. All right, uh, we're going to play some music for another second. I'm going to go back around the room, see if there's any more comedians. Otherwise, we're starting with number three, because there ain't no one and two, yo. Joke Workshop. All right, we're going to get started here at the Joke Workshop. Hey, everybody, remember that if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, at least make the bread taste good. So we try to give people a nice fluffy brioche bun compliment toasted on the outside. And the meat, the shitty meat that you shouldn't be eating anyways, go vegan, is in the middle. And then on the end, on the other thing, is a nice a fluffy bun on the other side toasted maybe a little mayonnaise help the people out uh we're all here to be um helpful to one another and super super nice that said your first comedian of the night is gonna make you laugh you guys it's his first time i've met him so clap wildly like you've never clapped before for emin dismore and I'm rocking, and you know how I'm rocking. And He's I gonna make his uh, big, it's gonna be great. He's gonna come out from the bathroom. Here he goes, Evan Dismore, yay! Gotta pay. I know they're going, and I'm at them on the internet. I know they busting, and I know you fucking. Why is you stunning, and you calling on my phone? You say, am I running? All right, sorry about that. I just had to take a quick leak real quick. <laughs> if it was a nudist resort, I would just take a leak on stage. But uh, since, <laughs> since it's not, I guess... Uh, just let me hop in the bathroom real quick. Uh, I like uh, your outfit. You're looking good. You look like you come rainbows. <laughs> no. <laughs> right? She's really colorful. You know, she looks she looks nice. Um, have you ever came before at all? All right. <laughs> Meet me after the show. I'll help you out. Okay. <laughs> All right, awesome. Um, so I've been doing stand-up comedy, I don't know, a couple months now. I'm fairly new. Um, so I'm actually Muslim. Uh, tomorrow's 4th of July. You guys excited for 4th of July? Yay. Awesome. Except for her, right? <laughs> she wants to blow me up off stage right now, right? Um, so like being Muslim, like 4th of July is like my favorite holiday, you know? If you guys need any fireworks, let me know. I'll get the connects. 
Um, so, <laughs> you know, I'll be on the news. We'll be all over the news tomorrow. You know, you'll, you'll see my neighborhood on the news. Um, so basic info about myself is um, I'm actually from San Bruno. I don't know you guys, are you guys familiar with San Bruno? Yeah. 650. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, um, San Bruno, like we have like a lot of good Chinese restaurants. Maybe you've been to some of them. No, we have some. No. <laughs> so pretty much like San Bruno is really cool. Like San Bruno is so cool. Like PG&E tried to blow us up. Awesome, you like that? <laughs> my friend, my friend Joe actually got like all burned up. Like, it's like PG&E turned him to like Freddy Cougar. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, so pretty exciting right now. Like my wife is pregnant with uh, my first baby, so I'm about to have my first baby. Yay. Awesome. Anyone here have kids? You got a kid? Do you got a boy or a girl? I have twins, one of each. Oh shit, for real? That's crazy. Do you love one more than the other? <laughs> what do you think? Is it better to have a boy or a girl? I, uh, well, I asked my, ask my dad. You don't know? I asked my dad. I said, I said, Dad, is it better to have a boy or a girl? He said, neither. <laughs> awesome. Um, <laughs> so I guess, I guess that's the right answer. <laughs> um, I'm 25 years old, so a lot of people say like I'm too young to have a baby. Uh, but I have a new motto. I have like a rule of thumb. I said, I'm not too young because like my, I'm already going bald. So I'm like, fuck, if I'm already going bald, I'm not too young to have a baby, you know? Um, anyone here take Uber? I'm guessing not because everyone here fucking hates Uber. <laughs> uh, you take Uber? Awesome. Uh, how, how do you like Uber? Like, um, have you ever like hopped in the wrong Uber before? No. No? <laughs> Has anyone ever hopped in the wrong Uber before? Or only me. Yeah. You have? Uh, Pam, Pam, me and you, you know, we'd be getting fucked up, you know, we'd be on that weed, alcohol fade, you know, we'd just be hopping in the car, <laughs> right? It's, it's, I mean, people think I'm stupid, they're like, how can you hop in the wrong Uber? I'm like, I don't know, like, you know, I'm pretty fucked up, but I mean, they all got the same name, and they all drive the same car, like, Uber, Uber car pulls up, I'm like, hey, are you Muhammad? He's like, yes, I'm Muhammad. I'm like, is this a Prius? He's like, yeah, this is a Prius. Well, I'm like, fuck, I guess you're my Uber, you know. <laughs> He's like, read the license plate, you know. Like, I'm like, how the fuck am I supposed to read the license plate? Like, it's dark. I'm like stoned. I'm like, bro, just give me a ride, you know. Don't worry about charging the other guy's credit card. Just, just give me a ride, you know. Uh, any Trump supporters here? No. <laughs> I didn't expect. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that, <laughs> right? No one supports Trump. Like, I, I rarely ever find a Trump supporter, but when I do, they're fucking crazy. Like, ten Trump, like ten Hillary supporters are like one Trump supporter. You know, they're they're crazy. Um, but like, have you ever met a Mexican who supported Trump before? Right? No, you've not. So I've I've met quite a few actually. I, I met a Mexican the other day. I was like, he's like, yeah, I like Trump. I'm like, why do you like Trump? He's like, Trump is a gangster. I'm like, Trump is. A <laughs> Right? He's, you see the video the other day, like the CNN? I don't know, that's not very gangster to me, but <laughs> I guess him. And Trump is a gangster. I'm like, really? I'm like, what, uh, Obama wasn't gangster enough for you? I'm like, black dude from Chicago smoking weed? Come on, man. I'm like, how about Hillary? Like, Hillary's not gangster enough for you? I'm like, go on the internet and find out how many people she's killed. <laughs> that bitch be assassinating people. <laughs> Heck yeah, fake off. Oh, <laughs> fake news, my ass. Hillary's crazy. Uh, <laughs> I'm not messing with Hillary. Has anyone here recently uh, gotten fired from a job? Has anyone here ever been fired before? 
Awesome. Thank God. Not only me. All right. What would you get fired for? Anybody? Have a good one. You got fired for letting someone use the bathroom? You got fired for having a good heart? God, we should burn that place down. Assholes. I got fired for falling asleep during a meeting. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck you? How? I'm tired, man. I've been working for you guys all day. I'm on call 24-7, working for the hospital. Like, what? I can't take a break? Like, give me a fucking break, you know? Um, but I used to think like, you know, like it sucks when you get fired. Like, you know, you put all your heart into it, you work hard and then they just kick you out the door. Like I used to think like it's a really bad feeling, but then I started watching a lot of mob movies. Have you met anyone in the mafia has ever been fired before? <laughs> right, right, right on. I mean, the reason why you haven't met anyone from the mafia, you know, who's been fired because they're dead. <laughs> they're all dead. <laughs> Mashy, take this gun and shoot that guy. Nope. Boom. Dead. All right. Thank you guys so much. Give it up for Pam. And uh, awesome. Nice meeting you guys. Have a good day. You like what you want, nigga. Wasting time. Ammon Desmond. Yay. Oh, you stay up there. Oh, you stay up there. All right. See, this is the part where people come up to these other microphones and they say things that they liked and things you could work on. It looks like Christopher Hermio wants to go first. Who wants to go first? Look, Eric Lupus and Chris Armio are all up. The wolf and the Mexican are on the, on the thing. I'm sorry. No, no, he's 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 Lupus and you're Armio. I'm just being racist. You could say something like uh, you were you said you were like you weren't old enough to be. Uh, you're like my age isn't old enough to be a dad, but my hair yeah. my hairline's ready to be a dad. Or you could say something like that. All right. Is, yeah, just yeah, just, yeah. You were saying like, oh look, I'm bald, but yeah, just say just say yeah, just that's make it be, simple. That's definitely better. Yeah. Um, termination. I liked I liked the idea. Yeah, the the whole idea of uh, yeah, the mobs never like fired anyone, or I get as like those damn you. I could say damn unions or something, or yeah. Uh, or yeah, yeah, or I guess. I was like, what kind of term? Or you, you could talk about like the different types of firing or something. Because like, uh, I guess like, like I've, 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 I like got fired because I stopped coming in, which is considered like a voluntary termination. Yeah. And you could be like, what kind of termination is if you take a baseball bat to hit somebody's head? What kind of, what kind of, what kind of term? What, do you, what would you classify that as? Like, yeah, a, yeah I don't know. So I thought maybe you could, uh, yeah, you could just. It's an extermination. Exterminate. Yeah, it's an extermination. Yeah. That's like when that. you. Yeah, Take the uh, baseball bat to the Yeah, head. that's that's yeah, that's basically what I had. All right, go ahead. I feel it. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. Yeah, I just I just thought that you could maybe add something to the fact of like when you get fired there, actually the you you really end up in the when you're in the mob, you, yeah. you have a sinking feeling. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> of the cement shoes and all. And, and since, <laughs> since you are Muslim, feeling. I mean, you and a comic, I think you're you're missing an opportunity where. Um, you know, at best up here you kill, yeah. and at worst you bomb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can definitely take advantage not, of being not to a Muslim. I mean, not to—that's the weirdest thing to say. You can take advantage of being a Muslim, no, don't but worry about it. Yeah. no. But as a comic, like you're in a really pregnant time of weird political strife where yeah. you're on the other side, and so you're like commentary or criticism or cynicism on what we're doing could be a really unique view. You, when you started, you kind of went into an audience member before you, before you do <clears throat> deprecation on anybody else, you have to do it on yourself. So you have to open with, look at me, I'm balding. And then you can be like, Hey, rainbow bright, you come rainbows. 
you know what I mean? Like you've got to, before you... It's mean if I do it. Right, unless you do (laughs) self-deprecation on the outset. So make fun of yourself first. All right. And then kind of, but it's always good fun to practice riffing and especially in a room like this because it's very safe. We're all comedians and you can riff on us, so it's fine. Right. But um, any other comments, anybody? As, as a comic, you probably just come Get, endless streams of silk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is there, I actually, I had thought about something about the day. I was upstairs and I was cleaning like um, cobwebs and I was like, this is like spider cum. Like I'm cleaning old spider cum with dust on it. And I kind of thought about it while I was upstairs. Like what is, what are spiders constantly, isn't it nice that when spiders come, they actually build something like a web, but when men come, they just ruin socks. Like, isn't that weird? Sorry, doing my own joke. The last spider webs. Oh, Paolo has a comment. Uh, I was just going to say, um, you look pretty comfortable up there. Oh, so that's good. Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So a positive you. comment. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right, everybody, clap wildly Ooh. for Emin Dismore. Trying to mess with me, nigga, saying where you went. Trying to be meow, 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 meow. Your next comedian. Now she has a show here every Thursdays from eight to ten, and it's called Ask a Divorcee. You can't believe she's divorced. Who would divorce this gorgeous woman? She's also funny. I thought men wanted a sense of humor. Everyone, it's Paola Castro! What's up? Uh, wow, I have not done an open mic in a really long time. Can I work on like seven minutes? Sure, yeah. Okay, absolutely. cool. I'll let you at six. Alright, cool. Um, so I'm up here. Uh, what's up, you guys? Do you do you guys ever just like look at pictures of yourselves and just like get stuck looking at them and just think I'm so good looking? <laughs> or uh, does this happen to anyone? No, like you go to you, do you guys do you guys do you guys have Instagram? Like do you go to your there there's the Instagram home where you can see like everyone else's pose, but I just go to my own and <laughs> look at my own pictures. Uh yeah, that that uh true story. Uh so let me tell you more about myself. Uh one day I was looking in the mirror. Um and I was <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's not the punchline. Um and I was like, Oh, that's why I'm gay. I get it now. <laughs> also, true story. Um, I am gay, uh, but I do have a little problem. I have not come out to my parents yet. Oh, hey, I remember you. Uh, <laughs> I've not come out to my parents yet, um, but I have a plan. I have it all figured out. Um, I have a little sister, and she has a boyfriend. And so I have been sneaking into the room and poking holes into all of their condoms. <laughs> <laughs> so that nine months from now, I can go to my parents and be like, uh, hey, um, I'm gay, but here's a baby. Aww. That one's, okay, that one didn't hit so well. I gotta, I gotta work on that one. All right. Um, if that doesn't work out, then I'm just gonna become a nun. Um, because there's plenty of pussy in the nunnery. Um, and I'm just gonna suck so much pussy uh, because fuck the patriarchy and Catholicism. Like, how come women can be priests? Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Why, why can... Thank you. Thank you. I want to be a priest. No, I don't. I want to be a nun. 
Um, okay, let's see what else do I have here. Um, so, all right, uh, more lesbian stories. Uh, I'm pretty short, and one time I was dating a, uh, well, I wasn't even dating her, we were just fucking. Uh, I was dating this lady, and she was, uh, or she is, she's still alive. Thank God. Um, <laughs> she's still alive. <laughs> have, you guys, have you guys ever fucked someone dead? No? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, no, she was six, six foot one. So that's pretty tall. And I'm five foot three. So you know what I did? I got a ladder. <laughs> so I could just go up and down and all around, you know, it's just, it was, it was rough, you guys, like, I'd be down here eating her out, and she'd be, like, over there, and I'd be like, hello, how's it going, <laughs> do you like it? Uh, no, but the best part about it is that I'm so small that I could just, like, fit into her vagina, and, uh, <laughs> and then I could just go, like, G-spot, 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 and, and then she would come, and that was awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, you guys want any tips on being a lesbian? Because <laughs> I got a lot. <laughs> um, well, you got to be real small, 5'3", and then date really tall people. <laughs> because like, if, I was, if I was straight and I was dating a six-foot-one guy, like, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do the same thing. You know? <laughs> And I wouldn't, I'm not going in any assholes, so. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. Dating multiple people at the same time is rough. Am I right? <laughs> like, you go up to someone and you're like, so, uh, you know, tentative plans on Thursday because, like, there's so many other people in front of you that take priority. Mean? Does that mean? <laughs> or, or like trying to, or trying not to have people running to each other, or like trying to invite people to events, but you don't know which one to invite. And then if you invite one, and then they say yes, but then the other one's like, oh, never mind, I'm, I am free that night. And the second one was the one that you actually wanted to come to the thing. <sighs> it's rough, it's rough out there, guys. <laughs> um, let's see here. What else do I have here? Um, corgasms. Does anyone know about corgasms? It's this. It's this thing that, luckily, only women can do. Where if you you can work out real hard, and if you work your ab muscles hard enough, they can get so engorged that they can kind of make contact to the clitoral area, and then eventually. <laughs> There's books on this, guys. <laughs> and I have a couple. <laughs> so if that isn't incentive enough to work out, I don't know what is. Um, who needs another person? Uh, let's see. Uh, um, looking at people, pictures of myself. Texting is hard, too. Um, because... Uh, Sometimes you have to wait, or you're like, there's all these rules about like waiting 24 hours before you text, and why can't I just get like praising texts all the time from everyone? <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of narcissistic jokes. <laughs> um, damn, how, how long have I been gone? One minute left. Okay, I'm just gonna stand here and say things for the next, for the next 
one minute oh um i have i have one joke one more joke okay so what's up with the salesforce building in the middle of downtown it's stupid it's I, it's a huge joke it's a huge joke in san francisco it's the tallest building it's penis shaped right it looks like a penis and then you know how san francisco works there's carl the fog which covers it, you know, just about the perfect height where you can only see the tip, and so hashtag just the tip. It's <laughs> it's a huge joke in the city, and now um, yeah, so we need a vagina building or something that around that looks like a clit because everyone knows what that looks like, right? And where it is, because <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, all right, uh, that's my time. Thank you. And I wear dog nigga all Bella Castro! Clapping, 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 yay! Yay, and then yay! I think on that last joke, you can go straight into there's a parking garage that's shaped like a vagina, right? Because if penises <laughs> go up, parking garages go down. But it's like some oh. secret parking garage that no one can find. It's called the clitoris. <laughs> Right? It's this huge parking garage that exists in San Francisco and no one can find it called the clitoris. That's a good one. Right? Because you have the big penis tower. Everyone can see the penis tower. But there's 5,000 underground spaces that no one can find. (laughs) Right? Sorry. That's uh, that's one tag I would give you. Uh, and it, it really, uh, good stuff. You, you're really personable on stage. So, like, when you meander, it seems like part of it, just because you're very personable and, like... Awesome. And it's funny, because... I practiced. Well, and you are, you are really pretty, but it's really funny to be like... I've never seen anybody do it like that, be like, I know I'm really pretty. <laughs> like, I'm like, you are. Okay, I'm with you. Like, how am I with you on that? Like, usually you might turn off half the audience. Like, they'd be all like, fuck that but you were you're nice in a way that like you weren't making fun of other people you were making fun of yourself so I was on board awesome yay other people pick up a microphone I like the uh, you can find a microphone you have to go we're on the radio so you have to go on the radio you gotta find a microphone my friend I like the uh, Salesforce joke. I thought that was really original. Never heard that before. Yes, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I think uh, you could use it like you can incorporate like Google Maps into it. Okay. You could be like, hey, in San Francisco, we have like a building that's shaped as a dick. Like, <laughs> just go on Google Maps. Like, I don't know. You can kind of incorporate it that way. You know okay. what I mean? I'll think about that one. Yeah. yeah. Google Maps shows uh, you all the dicks. I have like a really are. weird direction I want the Salesforce thing, but I thought like. Um, there's all this parlance on the internet about like, oh, there's like secret symbolism in buildings and stuff, and oh, this is like the Masons. And I just thought it would be hilarious if there was some kind of like weird secret society that like had this whole plot to like fuck the fog. Like, okay. that's where I went with it, personally. Fuck the fog. Fuck the yeah. fog. Okay. The Masons want to fuck the fog. <laughs> nice. Cool. Okay. Um... Chris. Oh yeah, I thought I thought you could say something like I think you're the the plan at the beginning where you're like uh, you're poking home, holes in your sister's condom. Uh-huh. I thought you could be like be like you'll just wait for the day where your parents go. We have to tell you something. Your sister's pregnant. Oh, okay. Well, I'm gay, and just be, just be like, just be like. Hopefully, it'll be like. So so that's not gonna be ever oh, a problem for me funny. ever. Yes. Or right. something like that. Like nice. maybe that's when you slide it in. Um, I thought I thought you could keep I thought you could keep calling back to the Instagram thing like 
Like even when you say you wanted you wanted to be a nun, like be like, can nuns have Instagram? I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I have to find out about that. Or the, the okay. they're like, why don't I get texts back right away? Have they not seen my Instagram? Just keep going back. Because I see it. Yeah, I mean, I look at it all the time. How is it? How, I look at my Instagram. Why am I not getting texts back immediately? Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's, that's funny. Mention, men, yeah. Don't ever forget to mention your hot titties. That works too. In your Instagram. Oh, sorry, I was pointing to him. You're next. I thought it was a good set. Uh, I was curious about the uh, corgasm bit. I, I think it'd be interesting if you to develop added, that one more. Uh, what's that? Develop that one more. Yeah, like maybe add something about uh, consent, like the rest of your body being pissed <laughs> off that you're working at this much to get off or something like that. <laughs> That's good. It, corgasms are real. And there are books. Just, it's, it's when you, you work out your abs so hard that you orgasm. Does that work for dudes? Because there is contact between like your general, your inside plumbing. and uh, Anatomy lesson. No. Um, you know, I guess at some point you could say, you know, at some point you always get tired of getting none. <laughs> oh wow oh that's a good one puns on the nuns puns uh, on the and nuns, uh, nuns on, uh, do nuns have Instagram uh, they do but the pictures are all in black and white ah! <laughs> wow a lot of, a lot of good stuff everybody, everybody clap wildly for Bella Castro listen to her every Thursday from 8 to 10 here on Mutiny Radio. Ask a divorcee, your next comedian. He's been giving great comments all night long. Let's see what jokes he has to bring to offer to the table. Everyone, Chris Armio! I feel stupid. I keep wooing myself when I get called. That's just, yeah. I, is, that, is that like, yeah, is that like saying I'm my Instagram's awesome? I, um, let me see. I, uh, no, I, I just thought, you know, we live in a weird day, day of age. I, uh, I, I just thought it was funny. My, my buddy posted something on Facebook about, he just said, like, there, has everyone seen Idiocracy? Idiocracy? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, it, it, okay, it's a movie where everyone in the future gets stupid and they elect somebody named uh, Dwayne Alonzo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho. So some, my buddy, buddy, uh, posted something like, hey, can we take uh, President Camacho's uh, freaking Instagram, yeah, take, take his freaking Twitter away? And everybody's response was, was basically, hey, don't, don't insult President Camacho by comparing him to Trump. That's freaking bullshit, like pretty universally. I mean, my comment was like, I wish we had President Camacho. I would prefer, can we have President Camacho? Can we trade him in? But anyway, I just thought I just thought it was funny that that nobody was like nobody's like don't insult everybody's like don't insult Camacho God Camacho we like Camacho anyway I I just thought I just thought it was funny um going to shoot okay what the heck oh my mom okay my mom went has has have you brought your parents to your show yet any of your comedy shows okay obviously you have okay but no to have you oh is that your dad you can't you uh, really okay cool 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 cool. Cool. You guys, you guys share. Yeah, you guys have the same height. I, I, yeah, it's good. Close. Yeah, but um, no, I brought my 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 mom finally came to one of my shows, and I was like, she's kind of she's kind of evangel she's kind of a a Trump supporter, so she's kind she's kind of evangelical and all this all that jazz. But uh, she um, yeah, I was I was kind of nervous, and I was just like I was just like screw it, I'm not editing my 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 uh, set for her. But she actually, I thought she'd be like judgmental. She enjoyed. 
the show way more than I actually wanted her to. Like she was laughing way too hard at the anal at the anal sex jokes, and I was like, at at one point, at one point, somebody told a joke about condom size or whatever, and she was she thought she'd give me. My, her thoughts on condoms. She like pulled me aside and was whispering her thoughts on condoms. I'm like, um, why would you think I want to know your thoughts on condoms? <laughs> and well, here's the thing. I'm an only child. My mom, my mom started like saying something to me like, oh, you know how they have five, six, seven, and eight, nine, you know, something. I, I, I really wasn't listening, but I'm like, but I did realize I'm like, how am I an only child? You know nothing about condom sizes. Like how did, how did that happen? How was I the only... Only time you <laughs> I like how much you, yeah, you're enjoying this. But no, um, yeah, that was just my thoughts on that. I don't know. Um, anyway, no, it's, you know, it's cool. I, I really, you know, I like, I've lived in a lot of weird places. I like lived in Utah and I've lived in like a lot of conservative places. And, and no, I, I like coming, I was born in San Francisco and I, you know, I like living in a place that's like, you know, supportive of like gay rights and stuff. But, and I, I like, I think it's funny the like public's reaction to like, like what, how we do, how we actually go about like inserting this into our uh, into normal culture. I, I've just found out like more. Is everybody familiar with Mortal, Mortal, in Mortal Kombat or Mortal Kombat? Yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah. They, I guess they they have they have a gay character in it. It's like and you, yeah, good for good for more. Yeah, you're the kung fu death matches. You're really you you're really one of the gay people to break into that. No, there's just like a. <laughs> No, it's good. No, it's good. No, I just, but I just think it's like funny. Like he, like in, in the, in the game, he, there's somebody that kind of, the, the gay character kind of says to like Raiden, like, I'm afraid I won't be accepted in this thing. And Raiden kind of said, you know, he says like, uh, you know, people care what is contained in your heart, in your heart, not who your heart desires. So I'm like, yeah, a, nice, a nice statement. But I was like kind of thinking like, he'd be like, dude, you're, you're in, you're entering an international or an interdimensional Kung Fu magic death match tournament. Do you like, uh, you're afraid you won't be accepted. This year we have Freddy Krueger, uh, Jason Voorhees, Alien, and the Predator, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think uh, I think your kind, the concerns, your sexuality is a low concern in this whole tournament thing. Um, and uh, shit sandwich. Oh, I have a story about. I, you said shit sandwich, so I thought it entered this in. I actually uh, I had I've had like a bunch of weird roommates. Have you ever had somebody like steal your food? No, no, it, it, like as a roommate, nobody, never, never. Yeah, that's a joke, isn't it? Yeah, but no. Anyway, no. Actually, I've never had that happen to me, but I had these two roommates, and for some reason, one guy would make sandwiches for himself, and the other guy would always eat his sandwiches. Would come home late and eat his sandwiches, like every day, like to the point where he was like, I don't know, he had like a mental thing. Like my one roommate would actually confront him and be like, "Stop stealing my sandwiches." He's like, "Okay, okay." He, and inside, he's like, "I'm going to steal your sandwich. It's going to happen. I just have to do it." And one day, my buddy. My, my, the one roommate actually he decided he was just going to make a shit sandwich like literally make a shit sandwich <laughs> and no and you have to understand like I had no involvement in this all I, I was in bed and all I heard all I all I heard all this is all I heard was like oh 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 and, and, then, and, then, and then I hear like trampling down the stairs and this guy and, and he, he and, and my other roommate is just like stop eating my sandwiches and that was and then, <laughs> but anyway, that.
That okay, that's my story. Yeah, that's my set. Thank you, thank you, Hutch. Chris Armiu, everyone. Yes, and his own shit stamp. Best story I've ever heard of shit stamp. That was really, 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 really funny. You should I know you just came up with that tonight, but you should totally develop that into a bit. Everyone has roommate problems. You can connect with everybody, and that is like the worst roommate issue. And it's good because it's not you. It's outside of yourself. You're just sort of like a third party to the situation. It's really funny. Yeah, yeah I agree. Nicely done. Uh, uh, about your mom not knowing anything about, con- or knowing quite a bit about condoms. Or not knowing because there's no seven or eight signs. No, you're, you're expecting your mom not to know anything about condoms. And then you say you're an only child. It's like, well, clearly she knows a shit ton about yeah, condoms. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd have like six or seven brothers and sisters. So I'm just. Uh, she might. You might be the only one that she carried to term, because she knows nothing about condoms. So you might want to like find it. I don't know. That's just my way. I, I tag it in there. But because she doesn't know about condoms. If she doesn't know about condoms, she then she knows about abortion. Yeah. You. <laughs> uh, and then I'd say tighten just everything. So take some of the words and just like shorten and tighten, punch everything up. The first one I, I like as you were doing it, and I think all you you could go straight from Camacho to I wish we had Camacho, and skip out the middle part, cut the the talk about people getting mad at the comparison, and just go straight into the comparison. Okay. So like set up the jab and just hit him with it. <laughs> other comments any other comments all right everybody clap wildly for chris armio am i running and i be like it you know i'm running late all right you know how it works we're moving right along your next comedian she's gonna make you laugh take notes if you can we're gonna give her great comments everyone clap wildly for christina atienza cut off cut your ass off cut off no Hi everyone. Um, it's been a while since I've done this, so um, uh, I just I feel really uncomfortable right now. But I'm getting straight. Anyway, so um, last month was Pride, right? Did everyone have a good time at Pride? Yeah. Um, you know that weekend I was like walking around the streets, and I was like, when did it get so rowdy for straight people? Like, you know, all the straights are just running up and down Market Street with their tutus, acting like they just got the right to get married. You know, like, straights like me. Um, So, you know, straight people are just so dumb, you know? We're we're dumb people. Like, that weekend, um, I was denied entry to a bar for being too drunk. And, like... (laughs) Woo! Yes, not not a proud, not a proud moment. But um, um, so here I was, um, surrounded by my gang of gay men who just, you know, they're like a curtain. They're like a curtain to me, and I was just utterly befuddled because I've never been denied access to a bar before. And the man goes, "I'm sorry, miss. Your friend just tripped, and you were flopping all over the place. I won't allow it." And like, I stamp my foot and like cross my arms like a really rich person, and I was like, "I am not." <laughs> and, and how dare you, sir? It's pride. 
And, you know, I'll never forget this because he like stood back and he looked at me and he was like, oh no, honey, it's not pride for you. <laughs> straight pride, straight pride is a lifetime thing. <laughs> um, so, you know, we got me thinking straight people are really dumb. Like, I think we're so extra when it comes to relationships. Like, I just recently got out of one. And, like, I think when you break up with someone, it's kind of like being pregnant. Like, um, you go through, like, the pain of it. Also, you get a lot of, like, attention. Like, everyone wants to give you a hug. Everyone wants to tell you how brave and amazing you are. Like, also, you go through large jars of peanut butter. Um, the same way pregnant women do. And also, you know, the way that pregnant women's bellies show, like, you know, your heartbreak shows whenever um, Mariah Carey comes on at the bar and you're, like, super drunk. Um, oh, I was hoping that one was going to hit. <laughs> Anyways, so um, the, re <laughs> the relationship that I was in, it was really fucking weird. Even for me, like, it was weird. Like, um, I want to talk about it because, like, um, I'm never going to go through something like this in my life. At least I hope not. Um, so I would never thought that my poor brown ass would marry, like, this privileged, uh, not marry, I'm getting to add myself. Okay, um, let's start all over. I can never thought that um, my poor brown ass would date this rich, white, privileged dude with like semi-famous parents. Um, I'm not gonna name who he is, but um, and that sounds really like amazing. Like all my friends are like, "Damn, girl, you hit the jackpot! Oh my god, you trapped yourself a man." And, you know, he, first off, he trapped me, not financially, but emotionally. And, you know, second, it wasn't like sugar daddy feeling. It was kind of like, you know, um, I, didn't, I didn't feel like I had a sugar daddy. I felt like the enabling dead inside parent of a grown man child who's mean to wait staff and hates women. <laughs> but, um, but that's my set, thank you guys. Yeah. In the streets, what you know, what you know, you ain't with that tough shit. Christina Atienza! Just so you know, you guys, when you hear the horn, that's a minute. The horn is a minute. You did do, you did four minutes. Do you, do you have any other jokes you want to do? I'm sorry, you cut it off because you heard the horn, but the horn means a minute. The only reason I do a horn is because it's on the radio, and then everyone can hear, and so they know when people run the light, because I think that's cute. <laughs> do you have other jokes? No, that was just it. Okay. Sweet, everybody clap again for Christina Atienza. Clapping, clapping, clapping. Uh, this is the point where we give comments and stuff. Uh, I loved, I loved that first joke, um, and I had a thing on it. Let other people go, and I'll remember what I was going to say. Other people. Um, yeah, all the ideas sound really solid. I think you could cut it down to just the story about being denied access to the bar. Um, and just and then I, for some reason when you said it's not proud for you the words it's shame popped in my head I don't know if you want to add that or not because you don't seem embarrassed at all you're like this is just something that happened um, uh, we will laugh if this guy's unknown but his parents are known so name him <laughs> or give a last name or something because the audience will yeah it'll be because 
That's why I know. Okay, so D-list celebrities have a lot of anonymity. Don't worry about it. Um, and then I think the idea about the bar, too, actually is really good. About what sets you off. Because you had the jar of peanut butter that you were eating that made everybody laugh. And then just trying to figure out, um, I think it might just be on the structure. Whether that be just shortening the sentences or um, changing delivery. But those are all solid. I remembered my thing. Uh, it was about Pride Weekend because I too, I felt this weekend or that last couple weekends, I felt like because I'm cisgendered, I kept asking people where the parties are and like nobody would tell me and it felt like high school again. Like I was a cheerleader that was uncool and everyone had a party and I was like, where's the party? And they're like, you don't know where the party is? And I'm like, tell me where the party is. And they're like, no, okay. So it was hard all week because I was like, I really wanted to go party. But then it's like, you know, I can party with my gay friends all the time. I'm like, it's there. It's like their thing. But it's the same reason you could be denied access, not maybe just because you were drunk, but because... You're a cisgendered female, and it's the first time you get to feel discrimination. I mean, you can play on that, like, like I, like you're vaguely Asian, so you kind of have a thing you can play on there about discrimination. But like, specific, it's funny if, like, you feel discriminated against by the gays. Like, that's really funny. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm sorry. There's something funny there, right? I don't know. Okay, that's my comments. Other comments? Do you want to? Do you want to? Oh, continue? just the line. I forgot the line where you said, "I crossed my arms and pouted like a real rich person." Yeah, is a good one. And so, don't <laughs> get rid of it. When you uh, mentioned the uh, the bouncer being like, "This is not your pride," I was curious what he saw in you that made made him think that you were straight. Because how does he know? You know. So if you if you added that to your joke somehow. That made it that something that makes it funny that how he realized that you were straight like oh no honey this is not for you. I, I don't know. I have this like feeling that like a lot of like gay men are aware of like MAG hacks and they know like how to spot them. And I don't know. I thought that was like an assumed thing that I thought people would get. Okay, yeah. honey, you you look real straight. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> you're too you're you're too pretty to be a fag hag. You're a fruit fly, darling. You're a fruit fly. All right, come on, give like, yourself some fucking credit. That makes it funny. Like, uh, I really liked your set. Like, you're really sweet, you know. And actually, today, like, I listened to Ali Wong a little bit, Baby Cobra, and like, I feel like you know she's really sweet too, but also she's like a little more raunchy. So I think you should be you should be sweet, but also try to be a little more raunchy. So that's maybe what he was trying to say about like kind of naming the dude, like, like kind of giving a clue. Like I don't know, like you're too sweet. Be a little. I think you could be a little more raunchy. Bring a little bit. I just feel like if I yeah, tried to you know what I'm saying. Well, then that's a joke for you. You trying to be raunchy is like someone's trying to steal your lunch money and you're like, I gotta say a bad word. Poop. Not, right? Like they're like, say the F word, say the F word. And you're like, fart. <laughs> and you think that's the bad one or something, right? You have to learn to crawl before you can walk. And you seem so young in comedy that, yeah, be the toddler right now. You essentially are. So if you gotta go for the long hanging fruit until you can construct a joke, do it. Uh, also... You had an analogy. I don't know why I didn't think about this. The, la the final analogy that you ended with, where you're talking about being an enabling dead inside parent. Like, sit down really tonight, rewrite that, write it, because that's really good. Like, that idea is really good. 
Oh, just one thing. Uh, kind of following up on what Ken said, uh, the uh, the part, the doorman with the shame, or the uh, it's not your pride, or his whole rant. You could say this guy's trying to turn my pride parade into a shame parade, mm-hmm. or something like that. He is the king of puns. Everybody, clap your hands wildly for Christina Atienza. Yeah. Earlier tonight, I was calling him the wolf because I was confusing him with the other Eric, who is Eric Lupus, but he is actually the master. I should call him the duck because his last name is Ibsen, which if anybody ever studied theater, they'd know he wrote, so he broke the fourth wall. The Ibsen guy with the duck, the duck thing, and it was about syphilis. He wrote a story about syphilis. But everybody, you guys clap right now. It's Eric Ibsen. Thank you very much. I uh, was, and thank you for that. <laughs> no, I'll take every little bit. That's fine. If you guys want to keep clapping. <laughs> so uh, you're just wait, taking up time. I was late getting here. I'm sorry. I got a little bit baked. Uh, I thought I'd just make a quick stop into Costco and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we all know how that goes. Uh, but I, you know, the the upside is that I found out I, I I was there just in time in the parking lot for my favorite sport, uh, Chinese NASCAR. It's great. So uh, you know, all the other NASCAR drivers agree that while uh, I may not be fast, I am slow. So, it's good. It's good positive. So. Uh, Anyway, uh, speaking of, of marijuana, uh, I have indulged for about 30 years, and my wife accused me <laughs> of being addicted. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way I'm addicted. I, I could quit any day. I've just been smoking for 30 years. I just choose not to quit. And she's, exactly, but she's African, right? So she's real judgy in her Afri- African. Exactly. It's about choices. You make bad choices. I'm like, you like marrying you? Yeah. Oh, exactly. And how you comport yourself. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> no, she actually words the, uses the word comport. I'm like, I had to look it up, okay? And I, I got smarts real good, but <laughs> it's a word. It's like how you behave or something. Take care how you comport yourself, lest you be ashamed. No, it's, it's true. It's true. I'm sorry. I feel like a narcissist up here just talking about myself. Uh, Paula, great job on the narcissism. But I feel like like when I'm talking about myself, it's like, but enough about me. What do you think about me? <laughs> no. So Al Gore was a big stoner. I don't know if you know this, but they were about to like out him uh, about being a stoner when he was running for Senate. And he was so cool about it. He preemptively announced that he smoked pot. He was like, I... I I am ashamed to announce that I I have tried marijuana. <laughs> tried. Huge stoner. Two or three thousand times. And uh, I just think about Al Gore high, right? Like, you know, he's just, he's there smoking. He's just, all right, man, everything's connected. It's connected. He talked differently when he was high, by the way. It was a totally different Al Gore. And, uh, and he's like, you know what? All the computers should be connected, and we'll call it the the internet. And wait, wait, this is the future. I can see it. And George Bush is going to be president. <laughs> no, George, you are really <laughs> here. 
Uh, and people are going to hate you, George. Don't worry. Uh, but after a while, they're going to really, really appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. That this is this this is actually true. So uh, I'm looking for my next. Oh, so like all guys that smoke a lot of weed, uh, or unlike all guys that smoke a lot of weed, I I would smoke smoke pot and then surf porn. Um, now, like like most guys that do this, this led me actually to going to church. <laughs> And, and you might wonder, well, why is that? I, Paula, I can tell you're wondering why. And, and that is because, I don't know if anybody here has actually seen porn, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but there's a lot of, <laughs> there are a lot of women in porn that wear crosses, necklaces with a cross on it. And uh, so I just thought this might be, you know, I might have a better chance if I start going to church, right? I mean, these women have to be somewhere, right? So I started going, and then I was really thinking about it. It's like, no, the Vatican, the church, like this is the most cunningly genius orchestrated marketing campaign in the history of man. I mean, it is with a cross around her neck as she is sucking that guy's dick. That is the ultimate in product placement. <laughs> So anyway, that's, uh, I think, let's see, is that everything I got? Oh, I recently stalked an ex-girlfriend, <laughs> and uh, speaking of the church, right? So uh, I, I stalked an ex-girlfriend and found out that she's now a priest. We're coming back around to the earlier performers. So she actually is a priest. And I, I felt like weird, she's an Episcopalian. So they can be priests. So I felt really conflicted about this. On one hand, there was the shame and the thought of like, should I sue? And then the other hand, I was just like, yeah, I'm a pimp. Like, I fucked the priest. Yeah. What? That's, that's kind of awesome. <laughs> it, was, it was my own choosing. Anyway, that's, that's all I got. Uh, uh, I feel a little weird about doing, doing that joke here while my son is here. But... Uh, uh, then again, uh, as a comic, do any of us have boundaries? Yeah. I don't think so. Well, anyway, thank you very much. Eric Ibsen, if a tree falls home. in the wood and a comedian is not embarrassed, is everything okay? Uh, I would, I think that the, your ex-wife's voice is wonderful, but I would use it in a different way. Yeah. I would find a way to make her the good guy. Uh, or I would find a way to, uh, can you do a George Bush voice or an Al Gore voice? Because if you could have your ex-wife talking to Al Gore about how weed ruined her marriage, that would be very funny. <laughs> like if you can be, like, like first bring up, like you talk about like, ah, you know, weed ruined my first marriage or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then like, and she was from, and did you know Al Gore smoked weed and Al Gore, you talk about the internet and all that stuff. And then you have your, you bring up the ex-wife voice with the African talking to Al Gore back and forth. Like, and he's trying to defend the internet because of the weed. And she's like, no, <laughs> weed is bad for you. You can do the voice. So I just, I think that that voice is a gift and I would just use it in a way that shines best in everybody's light because like anyone can make fun of their ex. Like I have an ex-husband too, and you can make fun of them all day long, but like putting them in a shining light, making you sort of the deprecation of it can make yeah. the audience like you more. Yeah. And, and I mean, she is to be all honest on all honesty, she's totally cool. So you're right. I should, 
I said be nice. But but you have, the thing is, you have the gift of being able to do that accent, which is unusual, especially coming from a tall white man. So when (laughs) you... You think so? Yes. People think I am black, oh? (laughs) So if you do like a conversation between Al Gore and that, it would be very, very funny about like, because then you can also bring in the whole side of like, you could talk about all the problems she had with you smoking pot, but you can do it in a way outside of yourself, which could be actually kind of healthy and awesome for oh, you too. I like too, that. You know? I like that. All right. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. Oh, there must be more. I, I thought maybe that you could include uh, something uh, with uh, smoking pot and Al Gore with him being an environmentalist. Oh, yeah. 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 Low carbon footprint with your drugs. <laughs> That's true. This shit's organic. <laughs> this isn't regular weed. It's organic weed. Or, yeah, I don't know. Or an inconvenient truth or something. <laughs> yeah, I think you could go deeper into uh, when Al Gore was in college and he's talking about, yeah, then someday the computers are all going to talk to each other, man. And then and, and the icebergs are going to icebergs are going to melt and become super oceans. And and then his friends are like, uh, yeah, you're baked, Al. You know, these things that, that but that's know when is, true. That's when the wife's that's when the African voice comes in yeah. and goes, you look crazy. I don't know how to do it. You're baked, Al. I'll talk to my future wife. <laughs> yeah, that's actually where the wife comes in. <laughs> the computers are already talking to each other. Whoa. Whoa, I can hear it. <laughs> I think if you're going to do the, the wife burn, I would do it later in the set just because like you come across as a nice guy, but that is like a really mean joke and it could make some people not want to hear the rest of the set. Okay. Yeah. I like marrying you is a great line. Do not get rid of it. I like that it's a punch in the throat. Sorry? I like that. I like the like marrying you one. Keep it. And you'll, I wouldn't get rid of it. it you can soften the entire joke up if you want but the overall punch that you keep you have so far is worth keeping i think thank you i i actually thought there was a there's a funny idea with the idea that your white wife's a a foreigner and she has a great vocabulary i thought i thought there was like (laughs) no i just i i I would think like like she like sometimes sometimes like she throws words at me i'm like are you just making shit up now are you are you just i don't think that works (laughs) i have a whole bit on actually how she how she calls uh hippos a hippopotamus hippopotamus (laughs) (laughs) like stop stop teaching me english guys this is embarrassing (laughs) yeah yeah, i don't know something like that um i I, yeah i also thought you could you could have al gore hallucinate just saying yeah, people being like, we're not getting high with you, dude. You keep talking about surfing a web, and yeah, it's not. Yeah. 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 In oh, the past, yeah. why is oh. he clairvoyant? That's the, only th- that's the only thing that's kind of like, he, could, he got so high, you'd read the future. Is that what yeah, you're saying? it's magic weed, man. Oh, okay. That he got from George oh, okay. Bush. Yeah. yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. I was assuming. Okay. George had a line. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I like the whole like how your wife is African thing I'll, like I want to know more about it like me personally I like to hear a whole set just based on you and, and your wife and that whole experience like that then that's what really next Monday <laughs> like that's really interesting to me okay yeah. are, you, are you Jewish are you Jewish or no no, no but no? I do I, I but my son does tell me to make good choices when I leave. So <laughs> make good but, choices. But you. Sh- but I really found that really interesting. Like I've never. Like that's pretty cool. You know what I mean? Thank you. Should work thank on that. You. you know, and a good-looking kid too. By the oh, way. Oh, thank you. Thank kid, you. you know? Yeah. A little, little surprise. We got a different no. strokes <laughs> joke last week. Oh, <laughs> hey everybody, clap your hands together for Eric Ibsen. Right, thank you guys. Thank you so much. 
All right, coming up next. Everybody clap your hands wildly. I see you're at Brainwash all the time. You're going to laugh your asses off for Cassandra Inglesby. How was it? Yeah. It's kind of strange hearing my real name being called out because I usually go by Cassie Bass. <laughs> um, but yeah, I should, I should come out of the closet. Uh, it's, it's true. I, I do come rainbows. Yeah, so if you missed that earlier, that's, <laughs> that's what happens. Um, <laughs> um, so I, I'm, uh, uh, I'm pansexual. Uh, and a lot of people don't know what that is. Um, it's kind of like a more inclusive bisexual. Um, it's uh, bisexual meaning two, pan meaning all. Um, so in mainstream culture, that just means I'm a slut. So, <laughs> uh, so I was at H and M the other day, and I saw a group of um, teen women uh, kind of go and got excited really about this this shirt. It was a pink shirt that said feminist across the top, uh, and. Uh, it, it was really exciting to see, you know, people kind of getting involved with feminism again. Um, but this shirt was uh, designed by a man, uh, made in, uh, by sweatshop women for the profit of a man. Uh, so I really got excited when I saw the leather jacket that said vegan on the back. <laughs> so uh, when I was younger, I... Uh, <laughs> Uh, when I was younger, I uh, questioned my gender identity, um, but I've accepted that I'm a woman. Um, but it's not like I wake up in the morning and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's not like I wake up in the morning and I'm like, ah, I'm a woman. Um, but I do, uh, you know, I, I do wake up in the morning and I'm like, ah, I have a vagina and it needs to be touched. It, it gets itchy sometimes. Uh, so, so my name is Cassandra Inglesby, and uh, I've had a bunch of nicknames growing up, um, like Inglesbian, and uh, Cast the Fat Ass, uh, and Freak. Uh, yeah, so kids, <laughs> yeah, kids were just not very creative uh, in school. Um, <laughs> There's one girl in high school who would yell Freak at me and then just run down the hall um, as if I was going to cast a spell on her. You just run. <laughs> yeah, as fast as she could. Um, so I would yell back, but I went to your brother's funeral! Yeah, I'm not very good at comebacks. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm from Chicago originally, and I moved out to San Francisco Bay Area. Um, and I've, I've been trying to get my friends to come out here, and they would have moved out here sooner, uh, except they're imaginary. Uh, but I, I have made friends since, uh, since moving to the Bay Area. Uh, and one friend asked me uh, what my top three rappers were. Um, I was kind of think about it because there's just so many, so many great choices. Uh, so I said Saran, uh, Tortilla, and 90s Snap Bracelets. Uh, I, do listen, <laughs> I do listen to some uh, rap music, um, if you, you know, like Kanye West. But mainly because me and Kanye West have a lot in common. Um, we're both from Chicago. We are both creative geniuses, and we both dropped out of the same art school. It's true. Um, at, the, at the school, uh, the kids would snort wasabi, have milk-chugging contest, and throw tampons at each other in the name of art. Uh, so I had to go in a different artistic direction. Um, so I do, I do, I do start a, a new art project where I would leave romantic letters around the city. Um, they would say things like, uh, hey, Brett, or common male name, uh, like Ch Chauncey. Uh, 
you forgot your blowjob last time. If you still want it, email me your dick pic at wantyourightnow at g. It's why it's want you right now, but too afraid to say hi at gmail.com. It's a real email address, so you can write that down. Uh, uh, so I, I, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with all the thousands of dick pics I'm going to get. Uh, maybe make a website out of them called like Dicks of Frisco or something. Um, Oh, okay, 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 I have another idea. Uh, I'm gonna make paper dolls out of them. Uh, like, this uncircumcised penis looks like post-French Revolution Marie Antoinette. <laughs> or this one looks like prom night Carrie. <laughs> All right, I'm, that's it, my set, thank you. Cassandra Anglesby! I have nothing to say, but that was amazing from beginning to end. I have no, I have no helpful anything. <laughs> so for that. many that punchlines. Awesome. So good. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent entertaining. Everything I think like everything is silent. What? The only thing is, is when you say you're a pansexual, have you tried delivering it without the explanation, without the middle explanation, and going straight to I'm a pansexual. Which in mainstream culture means Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, Just another idea there after the slut thing is like, and for others it means I fuck cookware. I, I do. I do actually have a um, a whole uh, a whole joke about um, having sex with like in what situation would I have sex with a pan? Um, so I have a whole whole breakdown and what kind of pans would I fuck and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, iron cast iron is f- when I'm anemic. Uh, ah! uh, pan, pan flute is if I want to attract pedophiles. Uh, and then, uh, or pandas. And then a nine-inch frying pan if I was entrapped in, a, in an industrial kitchen uh, trying to fight off zombies. <laughs> if, if you had a if you had a pan flute because they're made of bamboo, you could attract a panda. Oh, pandas and are good. pandas don't have sex anyways, and they have pan in the name. That's true. Yeah. So you can go somewhere with that, maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I thought like uh, I thought when you had that, you had the person say "freak" and they ran away, and you were like, "But I went to your, your you, I went to your 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 what is it? Your, your brother's funeral. I went to your yeah. brother's funeral. You could have been like, you could have been like, <laughs> burn. <laughs> Instead of saying come back, it's been like, <laughs> like yeah, I looked over to my imaginary friend. I was like, burn, sick burn. I was like, but no, then um, then I thought you could like when you were talking about going to the art school, you could do a comeback and you could be like, yeah, they were throwing tampons at each other. What else were they doing? They were throwing tampons at each other. Yeah, no, snorting wasabi no, and, and milk chugging. I mean, I, you're yeah. like, I couldn't take it. I I just one day stood up and like yelled freak and ran away because I thought that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> And there, yeah, there, and uh, what, what was I going to Oh, yeah, I thought, yeah. Because, I just learned, I compare, it's something I learned in high I'm school. Worried, I yeah. think that's what you're supposed to say, freak, and run away for some reason. I don't, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, that, I think it's, I, and I'm just like, why am I running? I should do more cardio. I don't know, something, something mm-hmm. like that. It, it's, he almost brought it up. It's not a terrible idea for a callback to talk to an imaginary friend on stage. Yeah. Like at a point where you, instead of looking at your phone, you could look at, the person next to you that's imaginary and like say something funny and be like I know right and then come back and be like da 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 like if you set up the because the imaginary friend thing is believable and funny and it could be a through line like if you want to be weird and funky the whole way through why not take a moment to talk to your imaginary friend Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, <laughs> when else do you get the opportunity mm-hmm. you know <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Yay! Yay. Yay. Yay.
you're an ex-comedian, he's going to make you laugh. He's the pun king of San Francisco. Everybody, Joseph Ugalde! You know how I'm rocking and I got all my money and money because I copped What's happening, gang? I haven't done a Monday here in a long time. This is fun. It's fun. I thought pansexual is when you have someone with sex and then they expect you to make them breakfast. That's how we do it. Uh, Let's see. I had a date this weekend. I know. Oh, something that happens so rarely that it, it warrants applause. Um, so this is the funny thing. I, we're out for a walk in the park, and uh, it's going along fine, and I'm just being flirty and charming. Ha <laughs> ha. We're walking. I take a step, and suddenly, boom, I disappear. There was, in the grass, obscured by, uh, by, by blades of grass, was a perfectly leg-shaped three-foot hole, and I stepped into it, and straight down ended up in the splits uh yeah seriously any if i had been less flexible i could have broken my leg right there in the middle of the date uh so and the girl screams and is like ah but uh, but i shook it off and i was just like yeah that's cool hey played it off um anyway that was the highlight of the date afterwards afterwards uh, a friend of mine was like uh, hey so your date today how'd it go man did you get it in <laughs> I said, well, kind of. <laughs> he said, was it hot? And I said, I said it was actually kind of dirty. <laughs> Finally, I said, I'm really not comfortable with this conversation, Mr. President. Oh! Oh, these are the jokes. These are the jokes. These are just the jokes, guys. Oh, so I was taking a walk through a mall the other day. We don't have many malls in San Francisco, but there's a couple. Uh, So I'm walking, minding my own business, uh, and a few yards ahead of me, there's an attractive woman uh, about to step on the escalator. And I'm behind her, and she sees me out of the corner of her eye, stops just short, steps aside to let me go up the escalator first. And I'm thinking... Did she get one glance at me and say, oh, this guy is going to look at my ass? And I just thought, that is some assumption. It's like, how does she know me so well just from a glance? No, but I'm thinking, wait a minute. How do I know she isn't the creep and she was trying to let me go ahead so she could look at my ass? Huh? Huh? Yeah, yeah, walking around like a sexy young woman. That's the perfect cover for a creeper. Yeah, I know. See, see? I knew I knew you from somewhere. I don't know. I'm just like, yeah, you're the butt watcher. And she's like, she's like, what? Come on, I'm not interested in you. You're not even cute. Well, you might be if you smiled. And I was just like, uh, stop it. That's what creeps say. That's exactly what creeps say. This is my, this is the beginning of my anti-creep opus. So stay tuned, folks. It's going to be, creepy guys ruin it for normal guys. That's my point. That is my thesis. I'm going to be working on that. Oh, I hate, I hate the suburbs. I do not like leaving the city. I went to, I told Pam I went to a gig in uh, Sacramento. I guess I guess that's a bigger than a suburb, but any suburb I don't 
like it. The only way I like to leave San Francisco is in an airplane to another major city. Yeah. The suburb, I mean, I've got friends who live out, you know, they get married and now they move to the suburbs. And they like invite me out. Hey, come on out for a weekend. And, and I'm like, why? <laughs> what? He's just like, no, we've got a house, it's got a garden, we've got a yard and a fence. And I'm just thinking, <laughs> okay, that sounds like prison. Yeah. <laughs> that is... <laughs> it sounds like prison with all the culture removed. <laughs> I know. I know, some people see a white picket fence along the sidewalk and thinks security. And I see a white <laughs> line across the s sidewalk and I'm thinking, yeah, no, this is a drop-off zone. Get out of my car, I'm gonna keep going. Oh, it's that was mean. What a mean thing to say. I don't like the suburbs, that's my point. I'm Joseph, gang, thanks. Joseph, you girl day, everyone. Yay, yay, yay. Really funny stuff. Uh, I think that you brushed over it. It was a throwaway when you said I have a thesis on creepy men, but you you could actually like have like a PhD dissertation with a thesis. That uh, that stuff would be very funny. Like that you're coming at it from being like, hey, I'm not a creepy dude, but these are the things creepy dudes do. And now I'm confused as a creepy dude because of your creepy dude things. It's it'd be that would be very funny to me. Find a microphone. Many microphones. I really liked your tone and your deliverance. It was natural. It was easy. And I felt like as I was listening to you, I could sort of just flow along with you and listen. So that was, it was nice because I'm sort of listening to recordings of my own voice and how nervous I scare, like sound. And I'm, and it's like, it's nice to hear somebody that's natural and relaxed. And I don't know if you worked on it. I don't know if you were just born with it, but you have a really beautiful, I know maybe it's Maybelline, but you have, you just have a beautiful flow to your delivery. And I really like that. So that was, that was nice. Thank you. I agree. I got, I got hard just listening to you. Now, uh, you looked at me when you said creepy guy, so thanks. Uh, uh, you know how I'll just, I'll, I'll just throw this out there that uh, maybe you could tighten up the bit about the, the woman coming behind you on the escalator and just say, you know, and uh, so she got on and I, I quickly turned around and said, stop looking at my ass and take it from there or something like, like... Yeah, I wanna, I wanna just an idea. I don't know. I just, there's there's more there. So, but funny. Very true story, by the way. Yes. Oh, I thought. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> no, um, you you gave yourself a better suggestion than me. But anyway, no, I just thought. Uh, no, you were like saying I have a thesis that creepy guy. What is it? I, uh, creepy guys ruin it for all the rest of the guys. A normal guy. Well, I would, uh, so I would just think that equals, yeah, creepy guys just ruin it for every, all, all, no, all the, all the guys just ruin it for all the guys, I guess. I don't know. Because like, all are guys are creepy. Yeah, we're all creepy. <laughs> we, yeah. Yeah. It's only, yeah. I don't know. I think I, I, I actually, I have a weird thought. Like, uh, I, I was working on a thing that said like, uh, 
like when you get in a relationship with a girl, she actually wants you to, when you actually get a relationship with her, she, they tend to want you to be creepy. They don't want you to be creepy before you meet them. But when, when you're like, hey, yeah, can you smack me in the ass more and be a little more aggressive and like fucking like, yeah. But I feel like that's what happens when I get in a relationship. They're like, yeah, I want you to be more aggressive and just, yeah, be more of a creep. Actually, oh, I, that, that just gave me a quick thought. Um, there's, there, you know, I, I'm familiar with the Fifty Shades of Grey movie and all that. You know, there's a lot of discourse about it, right? Um, and, like, one of the main points being made is, like, you know, if the male character were someone who lived in a trailer park, it would be a <laughs> horror movie, but given that he's a multi-billionaire, it's not. So maybe you can work in some sort of class element to that as well, uh, in addition to cool. the whole, like shift between what, what cr- defines creepy depending on whether you're with a girl or not. Um, those are two axes upon which you could kind of build some material. So. Yeah, uh, when you you got your mom's vocabulary. It's the, <laughs> it's the difference between sexual harassment and flirting is how good looking you are. Like, like if a guy at work comments on your thong and he's like a freaky ugly dude, that's sexual harassment. But if he's good looking, it's flirting. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's just real. I'm sorry. Is that too scary for people? <laughs> the line of sexual harassment is that? Okay. And pubic hairs on your coke. Uh, <laughs> everybody clap while... Well. <laughs> clap while for Joseph Ugalde. Yeah, does everybody remember the pubic hair coke incident with Clarence Thomas? Our, our, uh, uh, he's on the Supreme Court. No, no, it's he's a Supreme Court guy. Remember, does, was no one alive back then for that whole thing, Clarence Thomas and the, and the and the and the Coke pubes? Your next comedian, I wish he'd remember it. Uh, he might sprinkle some of his pubes on one of your cokes one day. Everybody, put your hands together for Ken Suzuki. Pam, always keeping it fresh, keeping it topical from early '90s. Yes. Uh, Anita Hill had it coming. That's all I'm saying. Uh, uh, this is beautiful. Father-son duo. This is great. You know, I've heard of living uh, my, your dreams out vicariously through your son. But I've never heard of actually accompanying your son along with your dream. Which <laughs> I actually got it. I actually think that's beautiful. I actually just want to compliment that. It's really cool. Oh, uh, so you guys ever sit down to write your wedding vows but instead end up writing a whole string of shitty j- dick jokes instead? <laughs> and, uh, and just like my vows, my dick jokes keep coming up short. Oh! oh. What, was th- what was I thinking? Write my own vows? I can't even write a decent punchline. Yeah, see, case in point. Oh. All right, observational time. It seems that rim jobs, yeah. Seems that rim jobs have uh, finally gone mainstream, while the bidet still has yet to catch on in this country. Seems kind of backwards. But rim jobs, say what you want about them. They are very probiotic. A kombucha on a budget. <laughs> and, and probiotics, say what you want about them, but if you've ever eaten kimchi, you can eat an asshole. And like kimchi, you might even find yourself enjoying it. 
Oh, the asshole, or as I call it, the vulvalous pussy, <laughs> aka the divine loophole. Oh, throat fucking. Now, if God didn't want you to do it, if God didn't want you to do it, he doesn't want you to do it. That's what makes it so hot. Not to be confused with choke fucking, which he obviously wants to, you to do. Otherwise, why would he make the neck fit the hand so perfectly? That's how you consummate your love, folks. That's how you consummate your love. Uh, everybody's now concerned about jobs, right? Everything, jobs are either being, it's all immigrants and automation. Immigrants and automation. Even the sex workers aren't safe. Even the sex workers are going to be uh, replaced by robot, robot fuck dolls. Yeah, the robot fuck doll, or as I call them, the undocumented of the sex work industry. <laughs> That's version one. Or the robot fuck doll, or as I call it, the Indian call center of the sex work industry. <laughs> Figure out which one to use. Anyway, so I was uh, paying the sucker to give me roadhead for a couple of bucks and a ride. When all I when I had the realization, wow, wow, necessity really is the mother of invention. Without this, we never would have invented the automatic transmission. You say, you see, I was getting it done while driving a manual at the time. And oh my God, do you have to have ninja, ninja voodoo magic wizard skills to make that work? I think the automatic transmission actually is what democratized automotive, automotive erotica for all of us. It did for Roadhead what the Gutenberg printing pest did for the Bible. <laughs> Just made it available for the masses. That is all I have to work on. Thank you. He's a champion. Kenzozuke killing it up here. Just so you questions. know. Just so you know, you did exactly four minutes. Thank you. You did exactly four. So my question about automating sex work. We had the undocumented or the Indian call center. Which one do you think will hit more? Okay. I think, you, I think you just have a multiple choice joke. I think it might work, work that way. I seem it worked fine just to keep, keep both out there. Yeah, I would even come up with this more of them. Choose your own joke. Right. <laughs> it's like Clue. It's like that movie Clue at the end. There's like five endings or whatever. Yeah. That that joke, you already have two endings. You could have like six endings to that joke. It could be a callback thing. Like you could keep having weird endings to that. Go ahead. Oh, that, that, that was it. Yeah. All right. Um, do the tech center one you could also throw in a little bit about being asked to be put on hold or all the other weird shit that comes along with customer tech support there is that added element to that too and I just want to throw out I think I saw you like a year ago here and you have improved so much you were so enjoyable tonight to listen to thank you that is the first time anybody has said that you've enjoyed my set ah! <laughs> thank you that's because Pam promised to give me a beer after the show. <laughs> I didn't know such a thing. Fourth wall just got broke. <laughs> Sir, I'd like to thank you. You provide excellent service today. You uh, like the Indian calls. All right, right, so the asshole, I forgot to add two ways I want to do it. 
I started with, as I call it, the Vine lo- loophole, loophole, aka the Volvulus pussy. Volvulus pussy but is I the funniest part. I decided to switch it and call it, the, as I call it, the Volvulus pussy, and then maybe throw in as a tag, also known as the Vine loophole. You think Volvulus pussy? I think Volvulus pussy is yeah. funnier because Divine loophole means that you're playing on another joke because it's like you can fuck someone up the ass without. Now, I get your joke because I have a joke about that too, but when you say the Divine loophole, I don't think that other people know what it means without a setup. Like right. I get it because I know it's like you can, you're still a virgin if you have ass sex, but that's like, I think a specifically young girl Christian uh, thing. So maybe. Up. Is that what you were? That's what you're re- re- referring though. When you say the divine loophole, right? Is that it's the Christian thing where you fuck them in the ass and not the pussy. The, and then you, they're still a virgin. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm, I mean, am I crazy? That's what I think. No, you're, no, that's oh, okay. You can, you can, you can, you know, you can follow, you can follow that joke up with by saying like, remember, if it's in the mouth or the ass, you're still a virgin. You could fo- maybe follow it up that way. So you, it's right. Sort of an ex- explanation. Uh, probiotic references. Uh, what do you think? It's very funny. Oh, good. Good. So like the kimchi bit, like if you've ever eaten kimchi, you can eat. Yeah, okay. this stuff is great. And throat fucking, if God didn't want you, and I said, if he doesn't, that's what makes it so hot. Does that work? The, that throat fucking thing worked because you followed it up with the hands, the size, and oh, the yeah. choking. And you've already been funny about the kimchi, so we're already on board with you. You can get gross and weird because we're already on board. Like, that's the whole thing. Once you sell it to us that you're the fucking weirdo dude and we're on board with it, you can get as weird and deep and fucked up as you want. You were really funny tonight, it's true, because we were all on board with what you were doing. So whatever you were doing at the outset made us be like, yeah, yeah, of course, you know, you could have done your neck sweat joke or whatever the fuck you want to do about suicide and it would have been fine okay and then the last i'm trying to knock away at this roadhead joke i've been working on it for a couple weeks uh originally started with just automatic transmission the and gutenberg printing press analogy gave gave heads the masses yeah i guess it, yeah it was, no, it, was a, it was a good joke you should do the that press joke yeah i mean yeah okay I, it, pretty press joke is good yeah, no, I can't think of anything better right off the top of my head. No, that's fine. So, but it's 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 a sellable idea. It's a solid idea. Yeah, I oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Perfect. Thank I, thought, you. I thought it was cool. Yeah, you give you gave head to, it gave head to the masses. That's kind of yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I, I just thought it was well. I thought it flowed neatly from one joke to the next, and I really enjoyed it. And that's all. Thank you very much. Everybody, Ken Suzuki. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Oh, your next comedian, another super funny guy. He's going to make you laugh. Put your hands together for David Klein. Yeah, my niggas with me. No, we 10 deep. Finna rob this bank. Finna take everything. Hey, hi. Howdy, everyone. Um, there are like uh, no kids in this city, which is kind of fascinating. Like I heard there was an apartment building. There was like a big fire in an apartment building and this guy ran out and he was like, women and iPhones first. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Republicans really, <laughs> Republicans treat women like hotel room towels. They like them white. They like them clean. They want to be able to rub their dicks all over them. And when they're done, they want to throw them on the ground. Um, I'm a, being a progressive is kind of weird. Like I love being a progressive, but we don't always think things through. 
like all gender bathrooms, they're going to be so bad for women. <laughs> like seriously, <laughs> they're good for transgender. They're good for men, but like all the nice lounges in the bathrooms and like the chairs, that's going to be pissed all over. I don't, I don't actually have a punchline for this joke. I'm trying to figure it out, but like, it's the, it's the, if like, Women are really giving up a lot for all gender bathrooms and I don't know if, if they realize it yet. Like, they're going to realize it. Um, I'm all for it, but, you know, good luck. Uh, what do you think Dr. Dre regrets more? Uh, bashing that woman's head against the wall uh, or being in a Limp Bizkit video? <laughs> uh, people, were really, people were really sad when Steve Jobs died considering he was pro-slavery. Um, that's true. It's true, though. Uh, um, I think the guy who is the head of marketing for like who started the cold brew marketing is like the smartest guy ever. He like looked at like a big vat of coffee and he's like, Hey, uh, 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 what if we don't heat it up? (laughs) Then we could charge double. (laughs) Just waiting for like a cold brew has got electrolytes. Just, just waiting for that. Um, uh, yeah, the Kama- I know, I know. The Camacho jokes are like, all right, here's a weird joke. We'll see if this makes any sense. Uh, it's such a hacky topic. I, I, people, you're supposed to call a doctor if you have an erection for four hours. And uh, I, I wonder how they came up with that number. And I think I figured it out. There was a scientist and he had a boner while watching Karate Kid 1. <laughs> now, Karate Kid 1 is two hours and three minutes long. And he immediately turned on Karate Kid 2 which is one hour and 57 minutes long. And he's still at a boner. And he's like, oh, I need help. <laughs> That's a lot of macho. That's a lot of macho. It's a lot of macho. I'm just keep saying that till it makes sense. Um, do you think if you're progressive and you die, you have a woke instead of awake? Hey, hey, you don't get there's you don't get it you don't get a second chance to make a last impression. Uh, there's some wordplay. Doing some wordplay tonight. Um, all right, this is not gonna work. Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> mumbling my way through the set like an asshole. Uh, I'm, I'm married, and sometimes I give my wife flowers, but I don't think it's very romantic. I'm just like, oh, hey, babe. Um, yeah, uh, early this morning while you're sleeping. Uh, an underpaid immigrant ripped these from the ground and um, they're dead now. Um, but do you want to fuck me or no? We're not, we're not going to have, we're not going to have sex. Okay. This is like my Ken Suzuki cell. Like how dark can I, for me, this is like as dark as I get. Um, we'll just keep, keep that going then. Um, I, I don't understand. I, I, I don't think sex offender is a strong enough term. Like Dennis Hastert and the politicians and people that are raping kids, they get called sex offenders and it sounds fine. I'm an offender. Like a sex offender is someone that like mid-coitus plays Dave Matthews band. Like that, like that's a sex offender. Just like crash into me. Crash, like, oh, stop it. I don't want to hear that. Like stop the DMB. That's not a sex offender. Like we need a better name for these people. And I think you should, if you are accused, if you are convicted of child molestation, your last name should be changed to child fucker. It should, or kid fucker. It should be changed to kid fucker. So we have Pope kid fucker the first, Pope kid fucker the second, Pope kid fucker the third, and on and on and on and on. No, it should. It really should because they will stand out. Michael kid fucker, great musician. Um, well, um, <laughs> people talk about how easy it is taking candy from a baby. 
Um, but like no one takes candy from a baby. Like no one's, like people don't give candy to baby. No one ever takes candy from a baby, but we take dick from a baby every day. Like every day people are taking dick from a baby. If you took all the candy ever taken from a baby, you'd be on this like tiny table. And then if you took all the dick ever taken from babies, it would like wrap around the earth. Um, my wife actually thought of that joke and she's never, <laughs> this is, shows you. Uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, which is why I formed a dark alliance with the spiders in my room. Um, I will end on a punchline, I promise, or I will give up. Uh, I think the slimmer technology gets, the more likely we are to stick it up our ass. This is why I'm excited for the new Amazon Echo. I'm David Klein. Thank you, guys. David Klein, everyone. Dirtier and darker than we've ever seen him. I I have one thing to start with. So if you have, this is a weird little fact. Uh, It's so strange. But if you have had an erection for, for, for more than four hours, or if you've had an animal, like a dog that's had an erection, you sprinkle sugar on their penis head. This specifically works if with an uncircumcised penis because it has to be like super sensitive. Like, okay, so when a dog penis comes out and it's all that little red crayon, let's say your dog penis won't go back in when they're puppies sometimes, you sprinkle a little sugar on it and it'll go back in. Why do I know that? That's a lot better than bloodletting. That's all I know. <laughs> I'm never going to get hard again, Pam. Thank you. But the four-hour thing with the matcha, too much matcha, you sprinkle a little sugar on there. Pour some sugar on me. I got it, got it. Okay. No, but it's not, it's not funny. I was just saying something no, ridiculous. No, that's fascinating. I'm going to, like, sadly Google that. <laughs> that's better than taking a needle and extracting the blood. I guess, yeah, sugar on the top of the dick some more. You guys know a lot about getting rid of boaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, right? Oh. I was just going to say, you might want to, uh, first of all, all the death and pain associated with flowers doesn't get your wife wet and get you hard. Come on, we you married. Second, <laughs> the, uh, the joke when you say dick, you might, like, people I think immediately thought people are fucking babies, but that was a circumcision joke, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. You might want to change yeah, that. Clearly, yeah, I yeah, I think I was like cutting the tips off a of dick or taking was foreskin was away clear? from babies yeah, or, yeah, foreskin. foreskin. Yeah, shit. You guys are right. Oh, I knew you were talking about the Jewish thing. You just have to rec- you just have to mention that you're Jewish, and everybody'll get that it's the foreskin joke. Yeah. You just have to do a Jew- something Jewish a little this earlier. End of like a bunch of Jew jokes. So I have to admit, I was confused. Yeah. I was confused. I didn't even understand that. I see. I knew he was a Jew, so I knew exactly where he was coming. As a father of twin, yeah. I've taken a lot of shit from a lot of babies, but never <laughs> a lot of dick. Sorry. Um, That's actually uh, what I thought you meant. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, I'm not that clever. I don't know about you, but if, if I have an erection for four hours, I'm calling not just the doctor, but all my friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm call the media. <laughs> Very close with your friends. You, you had a throwaway joke. You said, Michael Kidfucker, great musician. Yeah. And you should then say, uh, he's a he's subbed in the Dave Matthews band. Or like he's he like, was... Or he really knew how he to subbed in, it, if you don't Like he, he replaced, he subbed in the Dave Matthews band or someone in the Dave Matthews band got sick and he subbed in. But the D, no DMB guy, they never did any child molestation, did they? Did no, they but you were doing funny Dave Matthews band jokes. Oh, you had yeah. that great Dave Matthews band joke about being a sex offender. Oh, oh, yeah. And it was so funny because Dave Matthews band during sex is offensive. It's funny. <laughs> it is offensive. And, and so it's funny. That joke, I laughed so hard. And then you said, Michael Kidfucker, he's a great musician. It was a throwaway. You just said it like, you just said it like throwing it away. 
Michael Kidd fucker. He's a great musician. But you said great musician, so I'm like, bring it back. Oh, okay. He subbed in the... I've, I've, I have like 10 minutes of pedophile jokes, and I know Val Vernale has a bunch, and I'm so paranoid to do too many or the same. So I'm trying to use different people. Right. I'm like always like, I don't want to have the same But the, I, I enjoyed that. I thought that whole kid fucker thing was okay. very funny. Okay. Thank you. I think it was the placement of... If you would have said they're taking the foreskins I would have gotten it but because you had been on the pedophile role that, I still oh, would have yeah. if you insert another joke <laughs> oh, insert another joke <laughs> if, if you stick it in another hole I would I think I would have made mentally the break a little bit better but you go straight from uh, and I thought actually I thought your best material tonight was the stuff you went so quickly and so fast I barely heard it and I was like yes like when you were talking about Pope motherfucker the first I was like yes burn um, uh, but but if you insert another joke in between it will kind of allow me to mentally transition to think about like child fuckers um, Vaseline jokes and foreskin like okay Separate. boom 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 and then I can kind of hop along with that but I thought it was good thank you thank you for your uh, erection joke, this might have been over a little overdone, but maybe incorporate like the wax on, wax off. So I've been trying to like sweep the leg or body bag. But yeah, that's a, that's a good, I just haven't figured out how to do it. The wax on, wax off. Put it in a body idea. bag. That's actually really <laughs> the best one. Thank you. That makes the most sense. Uh, this can't be racist when I say it. To be careful. The uh, sex offender joke. Uh, listening to Dave Matthews while having sex. I was I was hoping you'd just give us a list of like. Awkward, like faux pas that someone could do that are offensive. In bed or, yeah, wear, uh, wearing uh, white white pants uh, after Labor Day, you know, oh, around your like, ankles. I like, I like, you like that idea. Yeah, there's there's space for two or three more punchlines there. I just don't have them. Yeah, you idea. could do a list of. Is more. I was just thinking you could say something about the, the karate, like. Why? Why is karate? Why would you have a boner during the karate kid? Just like I don't know. Are you just saying, well, like me? Too much macho, baby. If it's anything like me, I, he obviously gets a boner during the karate or something like. Oh, uh, make it more relatable. <laughs> yeah, because I'm an old I man, Asian fetish. <laughs> I get all those hot Asian men. I don't know. It's in, it's in, it's, in, it's a macho fetish, it's, baby. It's intentionally absurd, and I couldn't figure out how to finish the joke. And then I went and looked it up on Wikipedia, and it does equal four hours exactly. Those are the numbers. Oh, okay. But I, I don't explain. I don't. I haven't figured out how to explain. Macho that to is also a pun too. Oh, you can uh, say how's the macho pun? Macho and a my well, I thought macho for some reason. Oh, uh, like macho and macho. Oh, question uh, about the Limbiscuit joke that we laughed at. Uh, have you done that before? Because I wonder which, which if anybody are... un- the Limbiscuit one. Oh yeah. I just was like. I said it once back. Is in the anybody day, so under thirty going to even remember who they are? Well, I mean, no, that's a fair point though. I cut this off though. I'd say you're probably. Okay. Maybe take it in nickel bag or something. I don't know. But then no, no, no. you was in a limp biscuit video. Keep it because it is actually really funny. Really but I, I'd say you're probably fine. Okay. Limp biscuit, I think, has a cultural understanding. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Arjun walks in with a cultural understanding. Clap it up wildly, oh, everyone, for David Klein. On my savage All right, we have two comedians left for you tonight. Your next comedian, she came for the first time a couple weeks ago. We're excited to have her back. You guys clap your hands wildly for Sarah. Are you? It's you. Aren't you, Sarah? It's you. I know I signed you up. I thought you wanted to go. You don't want to go? Sarah! You don't have to. (laughs) So I I didn't write any material. yeah, no, I, I have I have stories. Um, I was told that my second performance here, I was going to be 
The first one went good. The second one, I was going to be sucking the cold, hard dick of failure. <laughs> Pam, thank you for promising me a good time. I came back. Um, I'm on vacation this week, and it's been awesome. And I have to say, I've been living out my fantasy. I, um, I travel in college because I wanted to achieve a certain lifestyle, and now that I'm on vacation, I have to figure out what degree I can get so I can sit around in my underwear and eat barbecue chips all day. Yeah. I give no shits. Um, and it's nice, except I, I always forget when I eat chips in my underwear that crumbs get everywhere. It's not as sexy as it actually sounds. Um, so I will tell you a story. I'll tell you a story, I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story about the universal question and then I'm gonna close, I'm gonna make this real short. So, um, I've always been told that I have a very pleasant phone voice. You know, people will call and they'll go, hi, and I go, hi there, and they go, is your mommy or daddy home? And I go, I go, um, no, my mommy, my mommy and daddy left me here alone, I'm sorry. So, a couple years back, a couple of years back, I got this really nice apartment and I needed to make some extra money. So I did what people who have nice voices and who have fathers that tell them that their dirty mouths will never get them anywhere in life. And I got a phone sex job. And I didn't make a ton of money. But I've actually done it. I've actually done it. I did it when I was 25. People always think that you're like 50 or 60. I don't know. I was 25. Um, I didn't make a ton of money doing it, though. Um, and this is, you know, luckily we had the technology called call waiting at the time. So I got another gig, um, and it was to be a psychic. And I worked for a company. I don't know if I can say their name. But anyway, they, they ask you some questions, and it's kind of like a Rorschach test, and you answer it. And you have to kind of sp like pretend like you were born with a gift. And I was like, you know, I had the gift and everything. So um, they hired me. And you get a specialty after a while. And my repeat callers were people that um, their pets had passed on. So I was like, I was contacting the spirits of dead golden retrievers. And at the other line, you know, I'm, I'm talking to guys about, I would love to suck your dick while you're at work with your boss. And then I, I would love that. Awesome. I had two jobs. You know, a lot of people don't think that two jobs are, you know, compatible, but they're both customer service jobs. And I've been, I've worked, I have to say, I've worked at um, retail for so long, I can, I can literally shovel shit in my mouth with a smile on my face, it wasn't really a big deal. So I, um, so <laughs> the phone rings and you wanna go out, but the phone's ringing and you don't know if you're gonna make $5, if it's gonna be a quickie like my hamster died, is he in a better place? Or you don't know if it's gonna be that dentist from Texas that liked, he, he liked to pee while he was on the phone with me and talk about how he would huff his own nitrous and he would pee for me on the phone. That was usually like a couple hundred bucks. So you're walking out the door, the phone rings, and you've got weird behind you, normal in front of you, just out that door. And I go back and I take the call. Um, there wasn't a lot to do in my life. I was always stuck at home on the phone, and people would call up and go, hey, how's it going? I'd go, it's good, how are you? And they'd go, good, you got the voice, you got the voice, get rid of the voice. Um, so I started drinking a lot, <laughs> because there wasn't really anything to do except contact the dead and talk to dicks. So I drank a lot. Um, and there would just come a point where I never got off the phone. I was started falling asleep, and I learned this. this is. This has helped me in all areas of my life. I would 
wake up from too much drinking and I'd have the phone on my ear and there'd be this pause and it's the pause of, you know the other person on the other end wants to hear an answer. Now do they want to hear me talking about channeling a spirit or do they want to tell you know want me to talk about how little clothes I'm wearing and how I'm like so hot and so desperate and yet I'm sitting at home alone on the phone oh my god and there's always that pause and I always figured out the right thing to say and the right thing to say was what do you think about that <laughs> and from then from their answer I could always figure out what do they want me to talk to their dead cat did they want to talk about who knows, but anyway, I've used that line so many times, like there's been times I've been in Uber rides and the Uber rider, or the Uber driver is talking to me and I'm obviously drunk, which is why I'm in Uber um, and I'm not on the bus and he'll say something and he goes or, 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 and he turns around and I go, hmm, what do you think about that? And he always answers, it's just been a universal lesson for me, thank you. Sarah, everyone! Yay, Sarah! Do you want comments or do you not? I mean, I'll take comments, but that was literally like unscripted. That was impromptu off the top of my head, so be gentle and use lube. <laughs> oh, um, I thought, well, I guess I don't know if you're going to use it as a joke, but I thought when you said something about sucking a cold hard, hard cock, you could say something about being necro oriented. I don't know, but uh, but um, I thought you could say something like uh, when you were saying you were saying uh, your dirty mouth would get you nowhere. You're like you could be you could just go straight to like, oh, I, I got my, a job as a, a what would you call it a sex like a hotline person? Yeah, yeah, well, sex foreign sex operator. So I, yeah, he goes, I made money as a sex phone operator. So suck it, Miss. You could name your cow. Yeah, like say say yeah yeah tongue my asshole, Mrs. Whatever. Whatever you can say something. Crew, yeah, yeah. Well, well you, or, <laughs> you can you can say you can say you can say suck it to my guidance counselor. Maybe that makes sense. Um, and I thought when somebody called you and asked you where your parents are, you're where where your parents live. Girl, they're like Florida. I don't know if your parents are in like or another state or 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 you could say a city. You know, basically they're retired somewhere else. Yeah, you don't live with them. Yeah, that's what I thought. And I and I what were you were you trying to get some somewhere where you were confused between being a sex worker and being something or not a sex worker but a sex uh, phone person and something. Okay. Did you do another? You said you did two two jobs. What were your two jobs? It was being a, an animal pet psychic and doing phone sex. Okay. And but those were both on the phone or no? Okay. No, I thought. I, yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunity for being. Yeah, getting getting those two things confused. <laughs> You're being like, yeah, my my dog sick. You were like, I God, I hope this is for the the pet psychic thing. <laughs> I hope this isn't my sex calling thing. <laughs> I don't know, but. Anyway. I I mean I thought that was actually really great, especially considering that it was on impromptu. I mean it was really. It had a very strong sense of beginning, middle, and end, which, you know, kind of on-the-spot stories don't often have. And, yeah, there were a lot of great punchlines in there. And so did you record that? I mean, this is recorded on here, but on your personal? No, I, oh, that's I, a bummer. I just do it later and I listen. We have to be friends on Facebook. I tried to friend you last week, but it wasn't you. And we got it. wasn't. Sorry. But I, I put it on my page. I put it everywhere. You can find I got, it. I got it on the website. Oh, you did? Cool. Yay. I did not notice that. Um, but I think that's just something, you know, you're going to be more conscious of your own breathing because you can really hear it while basically no one else can. Um, 
So that was really great. And I guess, yeah, this, but that's just like the general comedy advice is like, because it's a great story with a lot of punchlines, but I guess you're just going to have to like collapse the time in between those punchlines and explain, you know, things quicker and more succinctly. Yeah, I think uh, that's a really fascinating life story. So, I mean, that's there's a ton of, uh, you know, material in there if you, you really dig deeper into it. Um, I was thinking the same thought that Chris had, that it would be funny if between the two jobs you got them confused and, you know, said... Yeah, if you said, you know, I caught myself saying to a caller, hey, I want to, you know, lick whipped cream off of your balls. And then the caller goes, what, my cat Fluffy said that? What? Right, right. That's very funny. Yeah. You know, but that makes sense, though, because cats love whipped cream. That's true. The cat might yeah, have absolutely. That. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How did, how did you know? How did you know that would actually make you the best psychic ever? That's, That's so funny. You're the best psychic ever. He really is a psychic. Um, and then uh, I like the, uh, uh, what do you think about that uh, bit? I mean, that, that's a funny uh, concept. So it'd be funny if you did that in a set early. And then later in the set, as you tell uh, another joke, end it and end the joke with, what do you think about that? And do a callback to they, your earlier. They call it a callback. All right, everybody clap wildly for Sarah. All right, we have time for one more comedian, but we don't have time for comments. But clap wildly, everyone, for Arjun Banerjee. Oh, my God. I actually like that you didn't go there. I thought it was super genuine, you know? Like, that was like a real, because that was a real story, but whatever. Um, I had a girlfriend once. Uh, she eventually, she broke up with me. And after she broke up with me, she, I know, so sad. After she broke up with me, she sent me a long list of everything that was wrong with me about six weeks after we started da stopped dating. And uh, when I first looked at it, I got really, I was like really angry. I was like, how dare you? But then upon further review, I was like, these are some excellent points. Uh, I really should change. Um, a lot of people are concerned about youth's access to the internet. They're worried that all this porn is bad for them, and I, that doesn't bother me at all. You know, like, oh no, the first time some vaginas are gonna get spit on. Like, what's the worst? But I'm... <laughs> but I, I'm more concerned about all these young people access to just unlimited amounts of racism. Like, it is... Like, we are raising a gang of super racists who can, like, cite exactly how many Muslims believe in Sharia law and how many... Right? And they, like, know the exact... They know every single time a black person kills another black person when... <laughs> Like, they know every, they, they have a news story, a link, they have a spreadsheet of it. Like, these guys, like, if you try to explain anything to them, they'd be like, no, I have all these misleading statistics that I believe. It's, I don't know, guys. Racists are, I mean, you know, we all know that racists are about to get, are already, but racists, ooh, arguing with them is going to be a lot harder. But here's my thing. One thing I do like about racists is they believe that intermixing is white genocide, uh, which makes white genocide super fun. Like, oh my god. Like, dude, seriously, it's like, not only do I get to have sex, but I also get to piss off racists. That's like the two best things in the world. It's like, those are my two favorite things. That, actually, that's my first and third favorite thing. My second favorite thing is football. Um, I love watching football. Wow, that'd be a really great opportunity to segue into a football joke. Ooh. I should write football jokes. 
That'd be fucking great. Mm, mm. Y'all ever notice how there are a lot of concussions? Ugh, shit. Uh, oh, here's a football joke. Here's a football joke. I, uh, but unfortunately, now that you know it's a football joke, that makes the punchline less funny. But I do... My, uh, I, I have a very... My favorite reality... I have a reality TV show. It's got some pretty surprise twist endings you know you never know what's going to happen i mean in the season finale the patriots overcame a 25 point deficit what get it football is reality tv <laughs> yeah I, I should word that better but you guys can't give me comments so don't don't you don't have to worry about how to how i should word that better i'll, I'll do that on my own i got that i don't get why anyone would ever send a dick pic uh, the dick is the most disgusting part of the male body. In fact, dicks are so gross that all of sex is just hiding your dick in someone else. You're just, you're just putting it away. Okay, here's my fi final thing. This one's not a new joke, but I just like it, and you guys, I think you'll like it, and I like doing, f making people laugh. Um, uh, I, uh, I do feel all the internet stuff like racism, it does bother me. So if I'm ever just bummed out about the way things are going, I visit Breitbart.com. Because the headlines on that website are like, millions of refugees are streaming into this country. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. You know, like, that's a, that's a great thing. Good job, America. I didn't think that would happen. But, um, okay, so you guys, really, I, I wonder if other people like that white genocide joke. That might just be a, you know what I mean? <laughs> you guys know what, there are certain audiences that are like, yeah, fuck white people. Just say it in a funny way. But then there are other audiences that are like, I don't like that. <laughs> Arjun Banerjee, everyone. Yay. Yay. Thank you guys all for being a part of the joke workshop tonight. Uh, this has been a great, a great fun. And uh, join us every Monday and Friday from 6 to 8 for open mics here at Mutiny Radio. All right. Thanks for being here and giving great comments. Good night. They've got oh, yeah, I should say, actually, coming up next, FTW Forever Two Wheels. The, the, fuck the world. Forever Two Wheels. Yeah, yay. Punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for near five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? 
it's, it's a cash cock, honey. Yeah. you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them, from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Tell me what you think about your situation. Complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the Edge of Insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh, Kit Marie, Brandon Ray, and Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRCollective.org. We'll see you there. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 that's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 499. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. 
Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. LSD, fap, acid, fapping, fapping, and acid, acid, fapping, fapping, and acid, fap, 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. This is Tusser Metals with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. The Freeform Stand, every Sunday at 1 p.m., parking Nino's Unidos at 23rd and Folsom. The Freeform Stand and all volunteers run project of the No Penny Opera. It's about sharing the wealth of urban farms and gardens. Making, helping making local growth, fresh and nutrients, organic produce accessible to all, especially those in individuals or low incomes or tight budgets. The Free Farm Stand grows food in San Francisco and distributes its it for free. We act as a gathered place and mission to encourage community growth and involvement. This effort resolved most around gathering surplus foods 